wonderful delight in many different things. Some delight in eating their favorite foods. Some delight in going to the movies. Some delight in hanging out with friends. Some delight in playing video games all the time. Some delight in shopping all the time. Some delight in watching sports on TV all the time. There will be many who will delight this afternoon more than likely as they watch the Super Bowl while uh, eating their favorite foods and hanging out with friends. I like what the one grandparent said. Uh, they said, few things are more delightful than grandchildren fighting over your lap. And I'm sure that is true as well. Many of our men delighted in the Lord this weekend at our men's conference. And so we see uh, that delighting is certainly a part of our day-to-day -day lives. God is challenging us in this new year to delight ourselves in him. David told us in Psalm 37 verse 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. To take delight in the Lord means to be glad in God, to rejoice in the Lord, to find our joy and our happiness and our significance and our sufficiency in the Lord. As we delight in the Lord, our desires become God's desires for us, and God gladly promises to give us his desires. God gives us his desires because his desires are always best for us and those around us. And we are renewing our commitment as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus to delight in the Lord together in fulfilling God's vision for our church family, which is to glorify God as fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ as we make disciples of all nations. We live up as we glorify God on a day-by-day -day basis. We live in as we grow into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And we live out as we make disciples of all nations. We fulfill this vision that God has given to us as we give and grow and go. You see, Jesus wants us to give. He wants us to give our lives to him by faith in him. Jesus told us, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Faith in Jesus Christ is the only way into a relationship with God. And this has been the message of the word. This is the message of the word of God. And this will continue to be the message of the word of God. Though many are departing from this message today. Many are uh, expanding the definition of uh, uh, this verse today. We know and understand that there is one and only one way. There is one and only one way to enter into a relationship with God. And that is by God's grace through our faith in the Son of God, the Savior Jesus Christ. And Jesus wants us to give to him. He wants us to give ourselves, our time, our talents, and our treasures to him. And God blesses us as we give ourselves to him on a day-by-day -day basis. Jesus wants us to grow. He wants us to grow as well. We know that Jesus told his disciples and us, follow me and I will make you fishers of men and women and boys and girls. And so as we follow Jesus... We become more like Jesus. As we follow Jesus, we grow in our faith in Jesus day 
by day. God blesses us again as we give ourselves to him. God blesses us as we grow in him. And then we also know that clearly Jesus wants us to go. Shortly before he ascended into heaven, after Jesus rose from the dead on that third day, victorious over sin and death for you and me, he appeared to his disciples and followers for a period of 40 days, and he was proving to them that he was alive, proving to them that he was God in the flesh, proving to them that he was who he says he was, that he was the Messiah, the only way into a relationship with God. He was preparing them for what was getting ready to happen to them as he prepared to leave them. And shortly before leaving them, he gathered them together, those disciples and those followers of his. And he shared with them what was going to happen with them in the very near future as he left them. And Matthew recorded those words for us in Matthew 28 and verses 18 through 20. We know that Matthew was writing these words and Jesus said, as he's talking to these disciples, Matthew recorded and said, then Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. I like what one pastor and how he described this passage. And I think he clarified this passage really well. He said, the claim is in verse 18. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. The command is in verse 19. Go and make disciples of all nations. And the comfort is in verse 20. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus stepped out of heaven. He came to this earth to rescue us from our sins. And he wants us to follow his example and go to those he places around us for him. To go and make disciples of all those he's placed around us. The more we give to Jesus, the more we grow in Jesus, the more we will go for Jesus. The more effectively, the more faithfully, the more joyfully we will go for Jesus. So open your Bibles to Matthew 28. If you've not already, move to Matthew 28 because we're going to take a look at this passage and we're just going to identify some points, some principles, some truths for us uh, as we seek to fulfill uh, this great commission to us, this command to us, as we understand the claim, as we accept the command, and as we take with us the comfort that is found here in Matthew 28, uh, in these words, I want us to look at some principles. I want to identify some truths for us that will encourage us as we go. We've talked about uh, giving a couple of weeks ago. We talked about growing last week, and we're going to talk about going this week, delighting in the Lord in our going for the Lord. So let's look at these principles and uh, see how they apply to our lives this day and this week. Uh, the first point, the first truth is real simple. God wants us to go. And we really don't need to overcomplicate this. Uh, it's real simple. Jesus said go, and go in the original language means go. Go. It's real simple. We know what that means. God wants us to go. Literally, it means to journey, to proceed, to travel to those around us, to tell them about Jesus, to make disciples of Jesus. The command in this passage, the command is make disciples. That's the command. It's make disciples. 
And so it's making disciples. As we go, we're making disciples. Now, if we're going to fulfill the command, we know and understand that making disciples begins with salvation. A person becomes a disciple of Jesus as they receive God's gift of salvation by God's grace through their faith in Christ Jesus. So we know making disciples begins with salvation. Making disciples continues with sanctification. A disciple of Jesus, one who has received God's gift of salvation by God's grace through faith in Christ Jesus, a disciple of Jesus grows to be more like Jesus as they follow Jesus day by day. And so we see we make disciples as we go to others. We make disciples as we baptize others in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We make disciples as we teach others to observe and obey all that God has commanded us, all that Jesus has taught us in the Word. We're reminded again this morning, we get to go and make disciples of all nations. Amen? We get to go and make disciples of all nations. Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet, uh, said it best so well that Paul uh, quoted him in the New Testament when Isaiah said, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful, how good, how welcome are the feet of those who bring good news. You see, it's not a burden for us to go, it's a blessing to go. It's not a problem for us to go, it's a privilege for us to go. It's our honor to go and make disciples of all nations. And so we go because God wants us to go. God is sending us to go. And we go, secondly, the point we see, a second point of encouragement. I hope it's an encouragement for you. I know it is for me. I believe it is for all of us. We go with excitement. As we go and make disciples of all nations, we go with excitement. We go with excitement because God is sending us. We go with excitement because God has a plan for us. We go with excitement because God wants to use us. We go with excitement because we are witnesses for Jesus Christ. We are his representatives. We go with excitement because God loves us and all those he is sending us to go to on a day-by-day basis. We go with excitement because our God is mighty to save. Amen? Our God's mighty to save. And so we go with excitement because we know as we go and make disciples, we get to see God at work changing lives for eternity. And as we go and make disciples, we get to join God in his work of changing lives for eternity. He uses us. So he says, go and make disciples. It's awesome to sit and to think and to realize we go. And as we go, we go with excitement. Jesus told us in Matthew 5, verse 14, he said, You're the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. God wants to use each of us in his work of changing lives for eternity. God's used others in his work of changing our life for eternity, and now he wants to use us in his work of changing others' lives for eternity. And we all understand and know that light shines brightest where it's needed most, which is in darkness. It's where it shines brightest, where it's needed most. And so God desires the light of Christ in us to shine through us 
in such a way that others are drawn closer to Jesus by our witness for Jesus. You see, we are witnesses for Jesus. We, as I've said many times, we don't get a choice in that matter. As a follower of Jesus Christ, there's some, there's some things that happen in us, and there's some things that begin happening through us, and, and we don't really get a choice in the matter. It is what it is because it's been uh, divinely, sovereignly designed that way by Almighty God. One, as a follower of Jesus, we're a minister for Jesus, and so uh, we don't get a choice. We're ministers for Jesus Christ as his followers. And the only question is, how effective will we be in ministering to the congregation that God gives us? But then secondly, we know as followers of Jesus Christ, we're witnesses for Christ. Then we really don't get a choice in that matter. The only question is, how effective is our witness going to be for Jesus Christ? Are we going to be those witnesses that shine the light so brightly that allows others to be drawn closer to Jesus Christ? So they can come into a relationship with Christ as they are able to see their way out of the darkness because of the light of Christ shining in us. Or are we going to be those witnesses where the light's just barely flickering and others are still struggling to make their way out of the darkness that God's placed around us? You see, we are able to go and make disciples because God's sending us to go. We're able to go and make disciples with excitement. Excitement that we are witnesses for Jesus Christ. And we also know the third principle, the third encouraging truth as we go is we go together. Praise God, we go together. You know that Jesus here was talking to his disciples, plural. His followers, plural, which includes us today. We go together as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. As you look in the Gospels, Jesus was oftentimes, you'll notice, he was sending out his disciples in pairs or in groups. In pairs or in groups. And so we know and understand that we go together. We don't go alone all the time. No, we get to go together as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And going together for Jesus gives us accountability. We are more likely to go and tell others about Jesus. We're more likely to go and make disciples of Jesus. We're more likely to go and learn more and more about Jesus as he transforms us into the image uh, that he is calling us to become more like, which is himself. We have that accountability we're more likely to move in those directions as we move together as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus going together for Jesus also gives us encouragement it provides us with great encouragement we're able to cheer one another on as we go and tell others about Jesus as we go and make disciples of Jesus we're able to cheer one another on encouragement that's why we go together. That's why Jesus is saying he's bringing the, brought the disciples together. He said, you're, you're going together. As we go together, going together for Jesus gives us strength. Strength. We're able to do more ministry. We're able to reach more people as we go together as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. As we make disciples of all nations. And we are also able to see great support. Going together for Christ Jesus gives us great support. We're able to help one another as we go and make disciples together. We're able to pray with one another as we go and make disciples together. We're able to pray for one another as we go and make disciples together. We're able to bless one another as we go and make disciples together. We're able to help one another endure and persevere in those challenging times as we go and make disciples of those that God has placed around us. 
And so we understand here that God's making it clear to us in this passage. These disciples, us today, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. And he wants us to go together as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus to make disciples of all nations. Now we got to look at that word nations so that we can get a clear understanding of what Jesus is calling us to here. The nations... We're going to go and make disciples of all nations. The nations begins with those close to us. So just understand, the nations begin with those close to us. The nations begin with those who are around us on a day-by-day basis. This means we must go to our family members, our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors, our classmates, our teammates. We're to go to the nations. Those folks are included in the nations. We're to go to those here in a little realm. We're to go to those here within our midst even this morning in ways. We're to go and to tell those about Jesus, those who are close to us. We're to go and to help make them disciples of Jesus. That means we're around them on a regular basis. So that means we need to go and we need to encourage them. We go and we challenge them. We get in those discipleship relationships. It's vitally important to be in a discipleship relationship with you're actually allowing someone to pour into you and then you're pouring into someone else. Maybe even in multiple discipleship relationships. That helps us to go and make disciples. That helps and allows us to allow others to help us to become disciples of Christ. And so the nations includes those who are close to us. And at times, those are the folks that are most difficult for us to go to. At times, it's easier to go nations away to tell somebody about Jesus than it is to go across the street and tell somebody about Jesus. And the truth of the matter is, they all comprise the nations. And so we know that this is a great challenge. It's a great challenge. It's called the Great Commission for a reason. It's great. It's a great challenge to go to the nations That means those who are close to us. Then we need to go to the nations. That includes those who are far from us. We need to go to the people, the nations, far from us where God sends us. And we need to go tell them about Jesus. We need to go and help them become disciples of Jesus. That's why as we go to the nations, literally, with our church, as we go and as we reach the people groups that God sends us to, we always make sure as we go, before we go, as we go, that we are connecting with a group there, that we are connecting with folks there. Because the goal and the command is to go and make disciples. It's not just to go in for a few days and whisk in there and whisk out and everybody high-five one another as we walk out. No, we want to go in, we want to pour in, but we want to make sure and realize and understand that there are disciples being made as we leave and as we return. And we have that relationship to where we're able to see disciples being made, to where we're able to see when we go over and over again that there's great growth, there's great expansion of the work of the Lord over and over again as we go. And it's exciting to see that every time that happens with us. Going to the nations, those close to us and those far from us. Let's hear from some that we know that are literally going to the nations, the people far from us.
What a blessing. What a blessing. Going to the nations. Uh, as you know, that's Jake and Ginger and, and Timber Goss, and they are in the nation of Lesotho, uh, out of the town of Maseru, the capital there, and ministering uh, in the mountains, telling the, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ to all those that God is sending them to. And we get a chance to go with them. We're going together with them even now, and we'll continue doing that in the days to come. Let me just share with you three ways we go. Real quick, three ways we go together, because this is important for all of us, and all of us are in view here. All of these ways impact each of us. Number one, we go together as we give. Uh, as we're able to give to the Lord out of how he has blessed us, we're able to go to the nations to make disciples of all nations. The reason we give our tithes and offerings in part is so that we can go and make disciples of those who are close to us, the nations close to us. All of our ministries here, our Dollar Day ministry, all of our children's ministries, our vacation Bible school, our camps, all that we do on a day in, week in, and day in and day out, week in and week out basis happens through our giving to the Lord faithfully. It allows us to go to the nations close to us, but it also allows us to go to the nations far from us through our giving. It, Every month we send a portion on to support those who are literally around the world sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then we have our specific international missions offering that we do each year, once a year in December. And that allows us to support those missionaries that we are connected to, that some have been raised up from here and sent out, others that we have a relationship with. And it allows us to continue to partner with other churches around our nation to support support all those missionaries, over 4,000, well over 4,000 missionaries who are around the world telling the good news of Jesus Christ, making disciples of Jesus. So I want to give us an update on our IMO offering from last December, this past December. Uh, this is what we gave, $21,259. That is an amazing blessing that was given, that one-time offering on that Sunday in December. Each of these dollars now, as we share, when this offering comes in, it goes out. So I want to share with you how it's going to go out and what increments it's going to go out. So we're going to send to the Vegas. They are in Panama, the country of Panama. We minister with the Vegas often. We'll be going again here, and you'll hear more about that in a moment. But the Vegas, 4,000 of those dollars are going to support the Vegas for pastoral training for Mateo. He's the main pastor in the main village that goes out to all the other villages to train pastors and to equip pastors and to make disciples of all nations. Each summer when we go, we connect with Mateo and uh, David and we go out into the villages and uh, that's to help him get to the villages that we've been to and the villages we've not been to yet. And then also water filtration systems that helps uh, to support the water filtration systems to get to the villages so that these folks have clean water 
water. We're also going to give $4,000 to the fleets, Ben and Alyssa Fleet, and uh, they are up in Montreal, Canada. They're ministering there. Uh, they've started their church there, and it's going, and that's going to be for leadership training, for renovations, and for ministry projects as their church uh, continues to grow and go there. We've partnered with them, uh, and we're excited about what God's doing in that church, and it's the second church we've helped to plant there, Renaissance Church and now Journey Church, and uh, we're excited about all that God's doing with Ben and Alyssa. We'll be hearing more about that in a moment as well. Second, and next, we are going to give the John and Ebby, Shandra Sekar. You know John and Ebby, we sent them out just a, a couple of weeks ago. They're in India, and uh, we're going to support them. $2,000 help them with their ministry funds, with their service projects. Uh, again, we've communicated with all these folks. Uh, Chad is over our missions, does an amazing job. He's communicated with all these folks. These aren't just random numbers that we came up with. Uh, they were numbers that we have come up with in connection with these folks and what they need and, and what areas they need to help and support. So these will help with service projects as John and Ebby continue to serve and as John gets to preach and teach the gospel uh, throughout India and then continue. Uh, we've got the gosses, $3,000 will go to support Jake and Ginger uh, and all their many, many, many ministry endeavors. Uh, and uh, there are so many that they're involved in. We will give them this. This is more than what uh, they were so blessed to get this, to be able to continue going through the mountains, uh, giving them support to do all that they're doing there in Lesotho and up in the, uh, the mountain regions and the people groups up there. And then continuing, uh, we're going to support uh, the IMB uh, with uh, $6,259. That goes to support uh, through the International Mission Board over four, 5,000 missionaries around the world. Jake and Ginger have been sent by our church through the International Mission Board uh, and others. And so we're going to be blessing them as well. So I believe that is it. I think... Uh, the Mills, the Mills were the, uh, the, the, the other one, the Scott and Melissa Mills, after John and Ebby, Scott and Melissa are in Prague, uh, in the Czech Republic in Prague. We sent them out from here, uh, and so they are there ministering as well. Uh, and so we're excited to be able to, uh, there they are, Scott and Melissa uh, and Jake and Ella, we're excited to be able to minister and support them as they get the good news of Jesus Christ uh, there in the Czech Republic and beyond. So isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing we get to be a part of that? Amen. Amen. Hey, that's a great place to shout, go, God, go. Ready? Go, God, go. One more time. Go, God, go. Yes, yes, that's awesome. All right. Second, we go together as we give. We go together as we pray. We pray. We pray, we pray, we pray. I can share from experience, and, and we'll just summarize it in this way. These folks, and when we go to the nations, whether it's across the street or literally to the nations, and I can speak from experience in the nations, when you're in the most remote village, in the most remote mountain area, and you're there, I can tell you that Almighty God strengthens you in some of the weakest times and some of the most challenging times that you're faced with by the prayers of his people. I can't explain it. I can't explain how he does it, but all I can say is he does it. And it's amazing. And our prayers work we get to go together to the nations as we pray with one another, as we pray for one another, as we pray for those who are there in the nations, as we pray as we go. Uh, we get to go together. Prayer is an amazing way that we go together with others. And then we also get to go, the third way, we go together as we go, as we actually go. We leave and we go and take those trips to go to the nations, the people far from us, as we go on a day-by-day -day basis to the nations, those who are close to us. God calls us to go. 
We don't really need to pray about going because God's already said, go and make disciples of all nations. We need to pray about when and where and how. That's what we need to pray about. When, God, where, God, how, God, because I know you've already told me to go uh, and make disciples. And so I want us to share. I want Chad to come up and share real quick. He'll be able to give us a, a quick synopsis. I'm excited about our trips this year that we've got planned so far. Now, And God may add trips. He may add opportunities. Uh, I know he's got other folks here in our church. What's so exciting is these are trips that are planned for us as a church family, but we've got other members in our church here sitting right here in this room with you right now. Uh, you may not realize it, but they are going to the nations. They're actually folks in here that are leading other groups in their congregations, in their realms of influence. They'll be leading other groups to go to the nations far from us and tell them about Jesus Christ. And so uh, truly God has created a sending church here uh, within our church family, and that's the way it's supposed to be. So Chad, if you would give us a quick synopsis of uh, our opportunities to go to the nations that are far from us this summer. Yeah, we're excited. I'm excited to see which of you guys will be going with us this summer. We have a trip, first of all, to uh, Panama. We'll be leaving uh, June 9th through the 17th, and uh, we'll be going to the uh, the uh, villages there in Panama and continuing to plant churches um, that we have, that we've uh, been visiting. There was a new village that we went to, Tula, uh, that was really productive. There were some, some believe, people who came to, to faith in Jesus last year. We're going to go help and continue to hopefully get a church planted there to train up uh, some men to be the, the, the leaders there in the village and be training up there, as well as another village that is still yet to be determined for where we're going. But we do have a new need that we're going to have this year that we haven't had in years past. Um, as you heard us mention, there's a village called Guabal uh, that is the kind of the, the, the mother church or the home village that is where all the other missionaries are being sent from. And we, for, through our international mission offering several years ago, were able to supply the funds that enable them to build a church uh, there in Guabal. And uh, it is now becoming a, the training center for all the other pastors that are getting sent out. Uh, and so they bring all these pastors in to do some training uh, there in Guabal at the church. And so they need a kitchen facility to be able to uh, to cook meals when they bring all these pastors in, all the leaders in for some training and, and things of that nature. So we're actually going to, we're uh, looking for a, a, a construction team to go with us this time that, that will be working there in Guabal to help um, build a, 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 a church, a, a kitchen for the church so that they can provide meals and stuff for these trainings, as well as uh, if we are, if we're able to get the kitchen done, uh, one of the other projects that we've done and, and provided the funds for through our international missions offering is uh, water filtration systems to be able to give clean water to each of the families uh, in these places. And so we're going to go and install some uh, filtration systems into the different homes there in Global as well. And I would love for you guys to jump in with us as well for that. Uh, if so, some of you may not be like, ah, I don't really feel comfortable teaching the Bible or, or you know, planning churches that don't know anything about that, but man, I can, I can swing a hammer or, you know, whatever that, if that's for you, man, we're looking for some people to help us out with that. And then our second trip we have is to uh, Montreal. Uh, we were able to uh, help uh, Ben and Alyssa plant their church. They actually started services last uh, September. Uh, and this past year we were able to get their facility ready for them to begin serving and, and helping out. And so this year we're going to be going back to Montreal to help them to continue to build uh, relationships there. We're actually going to be doing a, a VBS uh, type uh thing throughout the week um, with the kids and the neighborhoods in the park as well as using their facilities so if you love kids and would love to be able to kind of do 
uh, a VBS type event. We're also a part of that. If you're like, I don't do kids, we're also going to be doing some service projects, um, handing out coffee, uh, just loving on doing a lot of what we do for dollar days here. We're going to be doing that there, just handing out free coffee or, and just going, uh, talking to people, building relationships, helping them to get connected to the people uh, there at the church. And so we'd love for you guys to jump in with us. You can find out more information or to look, look, uh, look more into these projects. Just crclive.org forward slash missions. And uh, you can find out all about these trips or even to, uh, to sign up if you feel like God is calling you to go. All right. And also, please uh, call me, email me, you know, come talk to me if you have more questions about these. I'd love to help you find out if, man, if we can get you uh, as a part of one of these trips with us. Thanks, Chad. Thanks so much. Give him a hand. Yes. Yes. We're excited, excited about the opportunities uh, and the different opportunities in these trips that uh, there's different opportunities for folks with different uh, desires and skills and abilities uh, to be able to all get a part uh, of these trips this summer. We're also continuing to communicate with the Gosses and very, very soon in the near future, we will start sending teams over to them as well uh, and joining them in ministry uh, as we continue making that connection. And so I want to encourage each one of us to do a couple of things. Number one, I want to encourage each one of us, and, and here's your, a word of encouragement for you this morning. I want to encourage each one of us to pray and ask God what way or ways does he want us to go to the nations who are close to us in this new year? What way or ways does he want us to go to the nations who are close to us? That means those who are right around us. And what ways can we start going in different ways to those who are near us? Maybe that means jumping into the ministry in our church and starting to serve. Maybe it means getting involved in other activities there in your own neighborhood. What way or ways can does God want us to get involved in going to the nations close to us? And then pray, secondly, what way or ways does God want us to get involved to go to the nations far from us? Is it to go together as we give? Is it to go together as we pray? Is it to go together as we go? Maybe it's all three. Certainly it can be a couple of those for sure. And I want us to continue praying about, God, how and in what way do you want me to go to the nations uh, to make disciples for Jesus Christ. And then we see the final point is we go with confidence. We go with confidence. Uh, we go with confidence not in who we are or what we can do or what we know or our skills, but we go in confidence with God, knowing who he is and what he is going to do. And the scriptures are real clear. We go with confidence in knowing that God is with us. We know when we see in verse 20, Jesus said, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. It's as if he knew and understood, wait a second, you're going to leave us and we're going to have to do what? And we're going to have to go. And he said, whoa, 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 remember, remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. We will not take a step. Uh, we will not go into a, a home. We will not go to a people group. We will not go uh, on a trip that God is not also right there with us every step of the way. We go with confidence because God will empower us. Jesus told us in Acts 1.8, surely before going and ascending into heaven, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that's for you and me, the ends of the earth. Not only is God with us, he will empower us. He will give you the power to go where he asks you to go. He will give you the power to say what he asks you to say. He'll give you the power to serve how he asks you to serve. He'll give you the power to encourage how he asks you to encourage. He'll give you the power to go as he asks you to go. You know, one of the greatest struggles, I think, for us as followers of Jesus Christ, when it comes to going to the nations, one of the greatest struggles, one of the greatest obstacles is fear. And God understood this. And so God just said, hey, listen, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to empower you. 
And God will bless us as we go. God will bless others through us as we go. We go with confidence because God will work through us. We see this in the first church in Jerusalem that we've been studying. That as they faithfully shared with those around them in Jerusalem, the Lord added to their number each day those who were being saved. The testimony of the churches in the New Testament is simply this. They shared God saved. They shared God saved. It's a testimony for us today as well. We share God saves. We share God saves. We don't have to worry about saving anyone. That's God's business. What he asks us to do is to share. As we go, as we share, as we make disciples, we can go confidently because we know he's going to work through us. And then we can go confidently because we know people need Jesus. We know the greatest need that every person has. It does not matter what nation they are from. It does not matter what nation they are living in currently. The greatest need that every single person has is the need for forgiveness of the sin in their life. And we get, to get, we get the opportunity, the privilege, the joy to tell them that that forgiveness is available through the blood Jesus Christ shed for us on the cross of Calvary. He shed his blood to provide us with forgiveness of sins. And so we have the privilege to go with confidence in knowing that as we go, we go to people who need Jesus. And if those of us who know Jesus don't go and tell others about Jesus, then as Paul asked, how will they hear? How will they hear? It's incumbent upon us to go and make disciples of all nations. That means those close to us. That means those far from us. And we go with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel that is so clear and so simple, yet so powerful that it can change a child, a teen, an adult. The gospel which tells us that we're sinners that we've all turned and gone our own way, that we've sinned against God, we've turned away from God. There's none of us who are righteous, not a one of us. And that sin separates us from God. And we can't do enough good works. We can't believe enough good things. We can't give enough money to somehow bring into balance our sin and all of our good works to where it works, to where we are able to work our way to heaven you know it's, it's not possible the gospel tells us that we're sinners and the gospel tells us that that we need a savior we need someone who can help us and take away our sin and bring us to god because we can't we can't get rid of our sin we can't bridge that chasm of sin to get to god on our own the gospel of jesus tells us that jesus is a savior he is the one who is our help he is our savior you see, Jesus came to this earth and he met God's standard for a perfect sacrifice to be made so that we who are imperfect can then be made right with the perfect God. He was tempted as we are, never sinned. He died a perfect death on the cross of Calvary in your place, in my place, paying the price for our sins. He was buried in the tomb and he rose again on the third day, victorious over sin and death for you and for me. The good news is Jesus is alive. He's risen. And he loves you and he loves me. Which leads us to that fourth and fantastic point. We must believe in Jesus and receive him by faith. John said, yet y'all who received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. 
And that if we confess with our mouths Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. You see, the gospel of Jesus is not impossible to share. The gospel of Jesus is great news of life and love and forgiveness of sins. And you, just like I, in that short three-minute message there, can share the gospel. We can go and make disciples of all nations by helping them come to know Jesus and then growing in Jesus. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. I want to ask you to spend time with the Lord in prayer this morning.